Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, September the 6th. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Joining me today in the room, we've got... Dusty Stafford with... I don't, I didn't, I think, we don't have to I, do I anything. anything special this <laughs> you time. Yeah, you don't have to be with anything if you won't want to. Dustin Murray with Vintage Talk. I am Curtis Stout, and I'm with Fanatics and the Fan. And we are just a few guys from the Midwest talking pop culture news, telling stories, taking your comments... And whatever, before we jump into what's going on in the world of entertainment pop culture, we are going to check in with Jay Sandlin, host of What Happens Next podcast and writer on the new comic book series Over the Rope by Mad Cave Studios. Listen in. All right, Jay, thanks for joining us tonight. Before we jump into Over the Ropes, you were at Dragon Con last weekend, and from the pictures you posted on social media, it looks like you had a pretty good time. Uh, Tell us a little bit about some of the highlights from last weekend for you. Let's see. The highlights of Dragon Con. Would that include the sea of humanity I had to wade through each day? It depends Uh, on how they were dressed, I guess. Oh, well, it was quite a variety. I did see some professional-level serious cosplay. But the crowds, you know, people coming and going, it was blink and you miss it. I didn't get as many cool pictures as I would have liked to, just of things on the ground i had some cool photo ops that were scheduled but you know those are a little misleading it looks like you're hanging out with the person and in reality they kind of have i mean i I get they have to get you in and get you out right Right. i got some cool photo ops with the legends of tomorrow including matt ryan from constantine who said something about my mad cave studio shirt that i was wearing like i don't know if he knew what it was but he just kind of looked at me and said mad cave and that you know sexy (laughs) british accent of his and i was like um yeah (laughs) and then i kind of had to take snap the photo and get out of there right um one of them uh i really enjoyed uh and have been looking forward to getting my picture with dustin rhodes also known as gold dust and um longtime wrestler son of dusty Rhodes. right and at the time for that session there were only four people, including me, in line to go take their photo with them. So I'm like, this is awesome, because I know I'm not going to be able to like talk to him, but I could tell him a quick thank you uh, for helping inspire. A lot of his work helped you know, inspire over the ropes, because he came from the same wrestling era that the book takes place in. Absolutely. So I made sure I was last in line. And I, you know, let the other three people go. I walk up to him and he said, he was really polite. He said, hey, brother, how you doing? And I said, I'm good. And I I wanted to tell you, thank you. And he says, oh, why? And they snapped the picture. And I turned to answer his question. And before I can get a word out of my mouth, this um, pissant volunteer, (laughs) probably like 21 years old and glasses, you know, start shouting at me. He's like, move along, move along. And I'm like, he asked me why, and I just, I ignored him. I'm like, well, I've got a wrestling comic coming out. It takes place in the 90s, and your work was a very big inspiration for that, so thank you. And the dude wouldn't even let me get a sentence out. I mean, he asked me why, and there was nobody waiting in line. I would understand (laughs) if there was a huge crowd waiting. Right. Um, The crowds made it difficult because the lines were Disney level, wrapped around the buildings. It it took you uh, just a you probably had to walk around an entire building about four times in one line before you could get in somewhere. 
So was, was that your first Dragon Con experience, or had you been in the past? That was my first. So that was just diving head for. I'd never been to a con that size. I've been right. to local cons, regional cons. I thought I'd been to some large cons. I have not been to large cons until. <laughs> That's one of those cons everybody says you go to once. Everybody should see it once, and then and San really Diego be die hard to go back. Yeah, I'm hoping to go to New York as well. Yeah, um, but San Diego's even bigger. But yeah. yeah, I um I was glad to come home. I was glad I didn't stay the extra day. I was ready to come back. Um, the best parts, of course, were getting to see writers from uh, that we've had on the show. Meet them in person. Um, from our show, what happens next versus right. Uh, we've had um, author Paul Jenkins of Hellblazer, creator of the Century, Inhumans, and other titles, and we've had J.M. DeMatteis of uh, Craven's Last Hunt and other Marvel and DC titles on our show. Right, and we got to meet both of them and spend some time talking with them, and got to go drink and have dinner with Paul. It was a great time too. That's nice. Now you at the, Atlanta, at the Atlanta Braves bar. There you of go. All places. Now you might be on the other side of the table before long. That's the reason we're talking today is because right before you left to go uh, for your holiday weekend at Dragon Con, Mad Cave announced your new comic, Over the Ropes, which will be out this December. Number one, will this is your first book for Mad Cave after winning last year's talent search? Tell us a little bit about the book itself and kind of the process of going from being a talent search winner to having your first book announced and ready to go by the end of this year. All right. Well, let's go through the broad strokes then. At the talent search, you submitted a script, six to ten pages of an existing Mad Cave title. From there, they spoke with you through email and Skype. And for me, my experience was they told me they had a few genres in mind for the books they wanted to release with their talent show winners. And they said, and this is, you know, for writers out there, be mindful of your social media. It can be used for good or bad. Right. In a good situation here for me, they said, we've noticed on social media you seem to know a lot and enjoy talking about pro wrestling. And yeah, I, I do. I didn't think I talked about it an awful lot, but it was enough that they noticed. So they said, we have an idea for a pro wrestling book that we think you'd be good for. They didn't give me any characters or synopsis other than just underdog wrestling story. So the process was I had to decide on the story and submit, you know, the outline, the proposal, so to speak. Um, the first thing I did was decide that it needed to take place in the 90s. Uh, specifically the early 90s, because that was the death of territory wrestling. Right. It was definitely on its last legs. So I said it in 92, and I said it in the South, because I am from the South, so I write what I know. And I decided that it needed to really feature larger-than-life, colorful characters, um, kind of like the WWF was known for in the 90s, where you've got Repo Man and... Uh, Duke the Dumpster, Demolition, these, you know, almost Saturday morning cartoon guys who would just make great comic book characters. So I really enjoyed coming up with a roster of wrestlers and really working backwards from how I imagined almost the last scene um, from the book in issue five. 
So we'll have to come back to this retroactively one day and talk about how I worked backwards from the end. Absolutely. And I also knew that I wanted the main character to uh, be one of those characters to kind of show outwardly, you know, who he was inside um, when he wasn't being pushed. You know, as the the ter- I use a lot of the wrestling terms. Right. I've read a lot of wrestling books. I've read all the biographies when they're released. Some of my favorites are Bret Hart's, Chris Jericho, William Regal's, and Dustin Rhodes. They've all written great books. So I used a lot of those real-life stories to tell about a young kid with no ties in the business who is trying to compete for some attention on a card in a local wrestling territory that's going to go on the road. They're going to take a tour they're going to make their shot at the big times and the promoter's son is uh, injured and this guy's got to essentially take his place. And that's, that's kind of where the story begins. So uh, I think you originally asked about the process. Uh, You write scripts, you get them edited, you write them again, (laughs) and then they go to an artist. Artists go through different stages of the process. There's typically layouts, pencils, inks, then colors and letters before you can call it a day. Right. It's uh, It feels like it takes forever, but you got to remember once it's out there, it's out there forever. So Absolutely. It's, uh, I think the process has been really smooth, had a really fun time, loved working with everyone at Mad Cave. It feels like this book is kind of hitting at the right time with kind of the resurgence of, I don't want to say smaller companies because for example, AEW is not small the way they're setting up, but it feels like this is at a time where people are looking for something other than the one or two companies that are giving us wrestling. So it feels like your book is, I don't want to say serendipitous because I know there's planning involved and it's not an accident, um, but it feels like this is a good time for folks to jump into another wrestling story in another medium besides just watching it on television or at a live event. You're absolutely right. I, I totally agree. AEW, um, nobody really saw that coming other than, other than maybe the people involved in it. Right. And I think it's maybe has even surprised some of them. But they seem to be doing everything right and in offering an alternative wrestling product. It does make me think about that in terms of our book and how it really is about offering an alternative wrestling product. Right. Um, almost like ECW in the 90s was known as, you know, there's alternative music that was popular. There's They were alternative wrestling in the 90s. Right. And I am trying to capture some of that in this book, some of that outlaw feel. Um, speaking of outlaws, there's a pretty crooked promoter. Um, Aren't they always? (laughs) You got to have that. Yeah, I almost thought, I I almost, when I first pitched the book, um, talking to Chris Fernandez, um, you know, one of the guys at Mad Cave, I told him, I said, I'm kind of thinking this is like pro wrestling meets the Godfather. Right. And the guys, the the heels behind the scenes are way worse villains than they are, you know, on stage and in the ring. Right. That's cool. Well, I think we've already established your wrestling street cred, so to speak. But we're going to do a quick, fun five question lightning answer and question and answer around. Don't think about Bring these too on. long or too hard. Just pop off with the first thing that comes to your head. All right. All right. Let's all go. Right, here we go. Number one WWE or WCW? 
WCW. Me too. All right. Well, that's because you're from the South. That's all right. Yeah. Number two, then, this will be easy. Sting or Ultimate Warrior? Stinger. Hogan or Flair? Woo! DX or the NWO? NWO. And finally, question number five, who was your favorite wrestler from the 90s, and why was it Kurt Henning? Now, Mr. Perfect was pretty awesome. But my favorite wrestler in the 90s, was, 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 you already said it, it was Sting. Right. Uh, Sting went out there with that crow persona uh-huh. coming down from the rafters. Um, that was when I was really getting into it, it was... You're just based on my age. It was 97, 98. Right. Now, Sting, Sting was the reason I first watched wrestling. You know, like you said, I am from the South and the TBS, TNT, the Superstation. Yeah, that was always on the, you know, the, thir- the 35 channels that we had. Right. And uh, I saw ads featuring Sting, and it just kind of caught my eye. He was like this big, strong, agile guy. And then when he was doing all that stuff with the NWO, coming down from the ceiling, you know, working with the baseball bats. Um, and Sting, you know, and his character is based off the crow. Right. You know, a comic book. So with, when I sat down to write this, I felt like a lot of things came full circle. Absolutely. I agree. Well, there's a lot more we could talk about, but I want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, For those who want to find out more about the book, who want to know more about you, your projects, your podcast, because we do have podcast listeners listening, uh, tell us a little bit about where folks can find you online. You can find me on my website at jsandlin.com, J-A-Y-S-A-N-D-L-I-N.com. Uh, follow me at Twitter at jsandlin underscore whn on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My podcast is What Happens Next Versus, where we debate fictional matchup from characters from comics, sci-fi, and other fantasy. Uh, we just posted an episode with Doctor Strange versus Constantine. So tune in nice. and see how that went. Absolutely. Over the Ropes number one is released this December. That means that if you're listening, you need to head to your local comic shop now, this month, and add it to your pool list so that they can get your order placed. You do not want to miss out. Every book that has come out of Mad Cave has been fantastic. I expect this will be no different. We appreciate you again taking the time to talk to us tonight. Good luck with this book, and hopefully we will catch you up, up with you at a convention where we can come see you. Sounds like a plan. Thanks to Jay for checking in with us. Be sure to talk to the person at your local comic shop that orders your comics, Dustin, so they can order over the over the ropes for you. Come see me. You never know who's going to call and check in with us from week to week, so be sure to be listening. What's been going on this week? Anybody do or see or participate in anything exciting? Uh, you guys go first. got to think a minute. <laughs> Just got off. Not there. really. It was honestly not a that slow exciting. week with the yeah, holiday. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah. It really was. Not really much was going on. I went and saw Ready or Not. Mm. How was it? Uh, it was very okay. Yeah. <laughs> very, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess my I've been watching Letterkenny recently. Yeah, so you have. My roommates are huge into Letterkenny's that. Yeah. fantastic. Yeah, oh, it's pretty season. Great. You just now starting Letterkenny. Yeah, <laughs> season <laughs> four. I've seen a lot of episodes, but they've not been. Consistent. I'm a little behind, yeah. but I think season four starts this fall on Hulu in October. Yeah, and there's what six seasons no i think they're well they're not current it's 
but I think it's only – well, they do some short things that I don't know if you call them seasons or not. Like They'll do like a two or three run. So I don't know how they break it up and stuff. But there's more coming this fall. I know that. Yeah, I've caught, I've caught up with most of it um, yeah. except for I think season five or something. I, I don't think I've seen it. It's pretty fantastic. Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a good time. I did buy Apocalypse Now Final Cut, which we were just talking about. Talked about about last week's show. Yeah, uh, it's already out on Blu-ray, so there you go. I watched a lot of the bonus features on there. and Did you learn anything that you hadn't known already? I mean, I I know a lot about Apocalypse Now, more than most people, because I have no life and I studied this movie. And there was a really interesting documentary on there about one of the on-set photographers. I can't remember his name, but he shot a lot of really good images that nobody's seen for 40 years and some of it's like really beautiful so that Did they have those like photos in the bonus content or yeah uh not all of them it's just in that dvd i guess yeah. it's going to be a part of some exhibit in like the uh, smithsonian or something or somewhere in dutch the Deut- whatever that place is called <laughs> <laughs> overseas overseas <laughs> yeah. yeah it's well, called you don't know the, it's overseas the documentary was called the dutch angle okay so he was a he, dutchman I guess so. He was in Vietnam. He was <laughs> no, in Vietnam. he's, he's a, yeah. So uh, not at he was, all. He was a war photographer, and then he shot on that movie, and, and yeah. it was more harrowing than shooting during the war, <laughs> shooting on the film. I mean, he, he talked a lot about how on the first day, Francis Ford, like the second day, the Francis Ford Coppola walked up to him, was like, "I had a dream about you," and shit, I can't remember what it was, but it was something weird. And then, like two weeks later, it comes up to him and goes. You know, I don't really like you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was worse than actually being in the war. <laughs> but he's like, I think he was just doing that to intimidate me. But I stuck around. There you go. I'm sure it paid well. Mm. Well, again, we are doing a rotating lineup of hosts every week this season long. So you never know who's going to jump in with us. Let's jump into this week's entertainment and pop culture news. First up, actor Kevin Hart was involved in a serious crash early Sunday morning, September 1st. Hart was a passenger in his own Plymouth Barracuda when it went off the road in California's Mulholland Highway. That's the one you always see in the movies and the pictures and TV that like looks like a snake. <laughs> Just okay. all kinds of curves everywhere. Uh, the driver of the vehicle, it was not Kevin Hart. The driver was not intoxicated. That was not the problem. The fact that it was the middle of the night or early morning and it's a curvy-ass road uh, seems to be the fault here. Both Hart and the driver suffered major back injuries. An additional passenger in the vehicle was uninjured. Kevin Hart bought the vintage 1970 muscle car for himself as a 40th birthday present back in July. Well, he totaled it out. Uh, he's undergone back surgery uh, and is expected to make a full recovery, but there's a back surgery is a, not a simple thing. You don't no, just get up and walk away from it's that. It's not simple. I, I, I've taken care of people that's had, had had back surgery. It's horrible. Yeah, a long road to recovery. The Joker movie screened over the holiday weekend at the Venice (laughs) Film Festival. Reaction has been, I guess we'll call it guarded, maybe. It got an eight-minute standing ovation. Yeah. Everybody said it's beautifully shot. Everyone has said Joaquin Phoenix will probably get nominated for an Oscar because he sells out for whatever role he's in. Um, But there tends to be some... People say it's a hard movie to sit and watch. Not because it's necessarily gory, like you might think, like, you know, Heath Ledger and the pencil disappearing pencil trick. It's not that. It's just there's a lot of a lot of shitty people being shitty towards each other in this movie, I guess. Oh. And so there's 
People say it's yeah, hard it's to not, sit through, but not it's, comic related like at all. It the, it's it's set in Gotham City, I yeah. think, and he ends up asking to be called the Joker, yep. but it's not but connected it's, to exactly any comic canon established yep. property, anything like that. So it could be the beginning of its own. It very well could be, uh, or it could be the beginning of DC deciding, you know what, we don't have to do the Marvel thing because we tried and we can't. (laughs) We're just going to make movies that are one-offs and they may have some connections to something that we publish on the comic side, or but it's not necessarily a universe. I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, I'll give them this. They got an eight-minute standing ovation, and it's not like Batman versus Superman where Warner execs (laughs) were like, oh, we gave it. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. To try and help sell it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it's Oscar bait. Um, don't know how much it is an actual Joker movie, though, mm-hmm. other than just getting that I'm, name I'm recognition. Though. I yeah, am for sure. too. I think we may have to make a trip. We may have to go see that one. But there's never, there hasn't been a movie that told a story, though. That told a, like an origin yeah. story for the no because yeah that's that's one of the things people were saying is we don't want to know an origin of the Joker he's better off being a mystery but um, and, but if they're not saying this is going to be the Joker going forward necessarily then it's okay to but do we ever get facts on no there are no facts nobody like white cut his mouth you know because that was oh, always the, the thing he always changed it in the uh, Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. No. That. Yeah. That's. And that's what people like. They don't want to know. They like that mystery of those, not knowing what his those popsicles. He was really <laughs> addicted to them. You know, those popsicles, fudge pops, those, the, big, those, the big, those bomb the big pops. ones. Yeah. yeah. The, the ones with the sharp. Yeah. The sharp, <laughs> sharp edges on the side of the stick. Netflix is testing how subscribers react to weekly releases instead of dumping everything all at once and letting you binge content. Which we kind of touched on a we, little bit yeah, last we, week, yeah, I think. We did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Great British Baking Show Collection Seven is the first series that'll be released weekly instead of all at once. Yay. This fall's Rhythm and Flow, the rap competition, uh, will release a group of episodes on a regular schedule. So you might get like four episodes about four different contestants. Looks like they like and then what, a week um, later. Disney Plus is doing so they're trying to. They're trying to compete. get on their level. <laughs> they're trying to do something. They're teaming up with like, Hulu. We, so we need our Netflix stuff to, you know, now. we yeah. need people to talk about it. And I think that's the thing. If you binge it all in a weekend, then it's kind of it makes the stuff you watched almost disposable. Yeah, I watched Altered Carbon in one day. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I talked about it for a day after that, and that was it. What's the animated one, the... Oh yeah, love, Dark, love yeah. death and robots. Yeah, love, yeah, death, and robots. Oh yeah, that, that is there a second good. one of those? Yet? Not yet. I watched all the first. Yeah, one. it's one of those you can sit down <laughs> and watch like, yeah. in a couple hours. Oh, and then they call that an anthology. Yeah, yeah. 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 They call it. It was wonderful. Yes, it was. Six days after release, an alliance guild named Apes has already downed both the Phase One raid bosses, <laughs> Ragnaros and Anixia, in World of Warcraft Classic. There's some folks that don't Live have shit in to their do. Basement. <laughs> yeah, six days. They, apparently, they took a week off. I'm guessing of work if they have jobs and uh, decided to hit sixty. So they didn't just hit sixty. There's there's work that has to be done to take down two raid bosses as well. Yeah, but that's forty guys. Right? Yeah, or forty people. Yeah, I wouldn't say guys. Oh no, could go be. ahead and say it. It's probably forty guys. <laughs> it's forty because <laughs> they're I can't think of too many women. Pound guys. Yeah. <laughs> In a different kind of grind, Warcraft-themed searches on Pornhub tripled <laughs> after WoW Classics release. It was the the largest increase was seen on August 26th when queue times to get into WoW Classic were at their peak. I think I was 24,000 and something in line that day that it released. I, I did not pull it. up Warnhub, Pornhub, though. Warnhub. 
Warren, Warren Hub. That's Warren how Hub. you feel afterwards. <laughs> yeah, Warren <laughs> Hub. <laughs> Warn somebody, don't pull up this one. Don't look on, for WoW uh, Classic. I didn't play on release day. No, nah, nobody else did either because there were 24,000 in queue. You know, I almost went to Pornhub. Just I to almost, check it out and yeah, see. Yeah, but, I, but Do some research. is awful, so <laughs> I don't know that for sure. That it's awful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1.1 million viewers watched over 55 million hours of WoW Classic on Twitch in nice. the week since the game has been released. So a lot of folks are interested in finding out how WoW Classic is going to go. I tell you what, it's. I think it's, it's safe to say it's going well. <laughs> it's packed. Uh, yeah, like yeah. It, this, every server is packed full. Yeah, of people. having to open more servers, having to up the server capacity on servers. Mm-hmm. It's. It is much more popular than the retail version of the game. I say that I don't know that I haven't been on the retail side, but prior to WoW Classics release, there wasn't anybody playing the retail version. So I'm guessing. I think that, a lot of people came town. back just for it. I, people that. Because you didn't need to be anywhere. Yeah, you could you know have played I mean? it. it you could matter. have stopped. Yeah, you could have stopped years ten ago. years yeah. ago and still came back. And still come back and still be exactly yeah, where everyone else day. is. Yeah, not have to worry about having expansions and all that. We have an official premiere date for Watchmen on HBO. Sunday, October the twentieth is when we'll get the first episode of Watchmen. It'll be interesting to see how this show does because we've had Umbrella Academy, we've had Doom Patrol, we've had The Boys. You know, Watchmen, the graphic novel, the comic series, kind of set that standard of this is kind of that postmodern, here's what superheroes are kind of shitty people, you know. Now that's like, you know, 20, almost 25 years ago, and we've had a lot of media and content since then. It'll be interesting to see. It still stands as like one of the best graphic novels. Oh, yeah. I think it was in the, I think it's one of Time magazine. They did like the 100 most influential pieces of literature, and it's like in the top. I want to say the top 15 of that yeah, even. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, it's... But we're living now, like I said, in a world where we've got a bunch of stuff that kind of is telling a similar theme or the same type of story. It'll be, and the movie was awesome. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't care for it. Really? You know, when I went to the theater, the best part of it was the... Sex Terminator. Well, that. The Terminator <laughs> Salvation trailer. <laughs> I liked the Terminator Salvation trailer. The trailer. Yeah. Before the movie more than I liked Watchmen. Yeah, and but then when I watched the director's cut, I like like I grew to like it a lot more. It felt like it was really slow, and I know the book's kind of slow, but the book keeps you interested with everything that. that's going on. But it the seemed movie, it seemed long. It seemed like it was a five a hour movie. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I kind of wonder what HBO's uh, prestige will do to the Watchmen. You know? Yeah, they're looking for uh, something to replace uh, Game of Thrones. We've also got a couple other uh, release dates. Jack Ryan Season 2 is going to launch on Amazon on Friday, November the 1st. It's already got a Season 2. Already got a Season 2. Already got it filmed. Just waiting to release it November 1st. And the one that I'm probably most excited about out of all of these. I love the toys. The toys that made us Season 3 releases on Netflix on Friday, November 15th. It feels like it's been a long time between 2 and 3, and they've only got four new episodes. Right, as opposed to like the six, six or eight or that eight. they yeah that they released with the first two seasons. So I don't know what took them so damn long. But I, I enjoy. It. I just get lost in nostalgia. Oh yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, Supergirl star Melissa Benoist married her on-screen love interest Chris Wood, who played Monel in seasons two and three of the series, in a private ceremony last weekend. I was not invited. <laughs> the two met on the set, began dating, became engaged in February, and now they are married. So is she going to go by Melissa Wood? Oh, I doubt it. Hmm. Not, a lot of actresses don't change. They don't take their husbands. Last Courtney name. Cox Arquette did. 
Well, she hyphenated. Yeah, true. <laughs> she, she'd gotten tired of all the cocks as a last name joke, so she'd say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to hyphenate. She cocks Arquette. Yeah. Actually, I think Arquette coxed her. Oh. Would be my guess. Yeah. TV personality and survivalist Bear Grylls was stung by a bee while filming his latest reality TV competition on a Pacific island and had to be rescued by on-set medics to avoid dying. <laughs> Bear Grylls has... Wrestled with crocodiles and alligators and bears and stampeding rhinos, but a bee sting, because he is allergic to bee stings. The mighty bee. The mighty bee took him down, nearly went into anaphylactic shock before medics got to him and jabbed him with an EpiPen. So. Is that all on film? I'm sure somebody filmed it. I'm sure somebody oh, was back there going, film. Yeah, somebody was back there it, going, keep yeah. rolling, keep rolling. You don't move. We've got medics. You keep rolling. Yeah, well, that's part of it. You, yeah. know, you need to see what can actually happen. Oh, yeah. Because they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll use that to sell whatever it is that oh, show yeah. that he's decided to film. Chris Jericho became the first AEW All Elite Wrestling Champion, winning the title at the promotion's all-out event last Saturday night. And then he prop- promptly lost the belt. And when I say he lost the belt, I mean he literally lost the belt. Jericho was eating at a Longhorn Steakhouse in Tallahassee, Florida, <laughs> because that's where our champions go to eat. He left the belt in a rented limo. So not only was he eating at Longhorn, he decided to rent a limo to take him to the Longhorn Steakhouse. He left his belt in the rented limo. When he came out, the limo was there, but the belt was gone. The police report uh, says this. The victim, identified as Jericho, reported the theft of his championship wrestling belt while he was eating inside the Longhorn Steakhouse. The victim stated he arrived at the Millionaire Club Airport Terminal and placed the belt inside his rented limousine. The limo driver shuttled the victim to Longhorn Steakhouse for dinner. He remained at Longhorn while the limo limo driver returned to the airport. The victim had taken the wrong luggage from the airport, and the driver took it back to the terminal. When the driver picked up the victim from the restaurant, the belt was missing. Responding officers searched the limo and the airport for the belt without success. The good news is that somebody actually found the belt on the side of the road in <laughs> Tallahassee, Florida, and on turned the side it of the road in, and turned it into the Tallahassee Police Department. The belt is valued at nearly thirty thousand dollars. So someone wow. just like casually threw it out. The somebody knew they were fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you can't you can't steal something like that. <laughs> you like, at the pawn and, shop and, and take it to the pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Be like, I'll take. Just give me a thousand bucks for it, and you can have it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I yeah. imagine there he was in hot water for a, a short while there with his new bosses, um, losing a $30,000 belt. Was it scratched? Oh, I don't know. It was actually, from what I read, because the, the guy that found it has given an interview since, said that he, uh, he'd gone fishing or something, and he saw a duffel bag laying on the side of the road, and he picked it up, threw it in the back of the truck. He was like, shit, I got a duffel bag. He got home and opened it up, and there was a wrestling belt in there. And he said at first he thought it was like some kind of replica, because you, know, you see that stuff all the yeah. time. And then he read the story that, they were missing the championship belt, so he took it to the police department. And, and they, now he's being investigated. Wow. They verified they probably it. Thought he, they, Actually, he stole the, it. the owner of the limo company, who apparently was the driver, like thanked the guy and gave him like a $2,000 reward because he, I guess, had been being grilled by the police department. They thought the limo driver stole the belt. And so he's like, you know what? Here, I'm going to pay you a reward for taking all the heat off of me. St. Edward Catholic High School in Nashville, Tennessee, has removed the Harry Potter series of books from its school library. You want to know why? Yes. According to the the spells are real. According to the (laughs) Reverend Dan Rehill, the pastor at the school, quote, 
the curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells, which, when read by a human being, risk conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text. No. The books were published between 1997 and 2007, so Reverend Dan is a little late to the party. Uh, <laughs> the superintendent for schools of the Catholic Diocese of Nashville stated the Catholic Church doesn't have an official position on the series. Each school can decide for itself how to approach the books. <laughs> so that got me thinking. Yeah. If these spells were real, which spells would you start using? There's one you can fly, right? I don't think you can fly. Leviosa or... Oh, yeah, you can, you can... I don't know if you can fly, though. Can you Leviosa yourself? I don't know. We could Leviosa somebody. Be right? careful. That shit's real. Don't be... Don't well, be... Yeah. Don't be as many wands as words. my wife has, yeah, exactly. and as many times as she's rattled <laughs> off a bunch of shit... You would know if they were actually real. You would think real. that my whole house would be full of <laughs> spirits. You'd be Leviosa. Walk up to an enemy of yours, like, smallest dickest... Harry Potter's <laughs> <There> her... <you. laughs> for <laughs> people who don't know her, that's her... Fanatic. Oh, I don't know what's wrong, babe. Yep. Hold on. Penis erectus. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, you don't need the blue pill. Nope. Funko's releasing a 19-inch Batman Funko Pop, the largest Funko Pop ever. Traditionally, they are 6 inches. You can get 10 inches when they have like a big one. We're talking, we're talking Pop still, yeah. Uh, <laughs> penis erectus is over. <laughs> a 19-inch Batman Pop. It is available for pre-order right now for a cool... Ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Like Batman, cents. damned all over again. Exactly. Well, female <laughs> listeners are like nineteen inch. Uh, <laughs> a nineteen inch Batman. It's a pop. It's a different uh, kind of that. Yeah, not that. Not Batwing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the Batwing is not. I don't believe it was nineteen inches. I don't know. Only nineteen inches, Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy penis erectus, Batman. Uh, <laughs> slide down the back. Careful, you'll conjure a spirit up. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Exactly. Though ninety ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, hundred bucks for a nineteen inch Batman. Mm, that's that's too much. <laughs> would you pay? Would you pay a hundred bucks to get nineteen inches of no. Batman? No, oh, nope. okay. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I'm sure there's some that would. <laughs> if you, I, I bet now we're gonna see the Pornhub uh, searches for Batman for nineteen Batman inches. Nineteen inches. Sore, yeah. <laughs> it's probably on there. <laughs> it probably is. The General Mills monster cereals are available on store shelves now. This year, General Mills is promoting the upcoming MGM animated The Adams Family film on the box. Still no fruit brute or fruity yummy mummy. It's just Count Chocula. Is that what you got up there on the... Oh, yeah, I got all kinds of that shit. It's just Frankenberry, Booberry, Count Chocula, no fruit brute or yummy mummy. I didn't even know there was a fruit brute. Oh, hells yes. So what do you guys think about this new uh, Adams family? Uh, it looks pretty soulless. Yeah. You know what I mean? It looks pretty... F- Flat. I, I feel bland. like if you're going to cast Oscar Isaac, yeah, the guy's got the looks. Yeah, make go him go live by that. action. Yes, uh, Charlize Theron could be a great Morticia. Yeah, yes. throw a wig on her. Absolutely. And, yeah. Oh, well. they missed opportunities. And I, I, I know you're into horror. I'm into horror. The website nerdmuch.com. They've started filling out their October Halloween horror themed network calendar. They've already added Freeforms, 31 Nights of Halloween, which is not horror. It's Family friendly stuff, but yeah. they've also got placeholders for placeholders for AMC's Fear Fest, Disney Channel's Monstober, as well as Nickelodeon, Disney. Netflix, Amazon Prime, Shutter, Food Network's Halloween Wars and Halloween Baking Championships. They have started putting together the calendar. I love that shit. Yeah, I love being able to flip on the TV and be like, "Oh, what are we watching tonight? Oh, the Here Nightmare Before Christmas again." All right, <laughs> another Halloween Wars. So, but it's fun. I like it. this. I like this time of year. It's a lot of fun. You can always find cool shit. What'd you guys find? Anybody find any news stories this week? Did you put the Stranger Things in the Dead by Daylight? 
Did you I guys didn't. have a show about that? No, talk about it a little bit. I, I don't, don't know I, anything about it. I just heard about yeah, it. Are you sure? I figured it, you had it all no, wrote I think down they've, somewhere. They've added the. Is it? The, I think they added the Demogorgon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Dead by and Daylight. and her, I think too. Eleven. I think so. As a as one of the survivors. survivors. I didn't know they'd added her. That's pretty. I, th- cool. I think so. I'm not sure. I just heard read something. Could you just <laughs> if you're playing that I've, character? Could you just rip through the shit? I mean, I don't know. Well, I know that. I've seen a little bit of gameplay of the Demigorgon, and they, like, go under the ground. Yeah. And then they can come up. They put something on the ground, like a hole or something, and they yeah. go underground, and they can pop up in yeah, another like one or something. Yeah, they, like, portal through. Yeah. We hadn't, but that's a good story. Anybody else find anything? Uh, Marvel Comics is killing a Guardians of the Gal- one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket Raccoon is dying as of uh, Guardians-, Guardians of the Galaxy issue 8. Do we really think it'll stick? I mean, I yeah, because they announced it in number seven, but right, he, he in the very last panel, he was looking rough. At this point, isn't he probably? He's not a cow; he's a raccoon. But isn't he kind of the the Guardians of the Galaxy cash cow at this? Yep. Point? I mean, he's the most marketable, right? I mean, he doesn't look good in that picture. No, no, I'm just, but <laughs> yeah, that's but he's a genetically engineered. I mean, I, yeah. he's a genetically engineered, friendly-looking raccoon. I mean, yeah. who knows? Donnie Cates is writing Guardians of the Galaxy, so who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Any other stories? Anybody find anything else? Uh, um, how about, uh, I mean, Hurricane Dorian. That's What's that? I haven't heard anything about that. Oh, I heard, <laughs> I heard Have you heard some things? They, they found I mean, it, well, I mean, it just, uh, it's just devastating because it's hit the Bahamas. and it's just, The problem is it didn't move from the Bahamas once it got yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's still, like, it hit them and obviously just destroyed everything. Yeah. Somewhere the police found a bag of cocaine. <laughs> no, <laughs> and surprisingly, it was in the same bag as a championship belt that your Chris Jericho lost. <laughs> like it was the same bag, actually. Uh, RDJ might still be in the MCU for uh, Ironheart TV show that they're trying to put together for Disney Plus. He might be like the Jarvis of that show. That would be all right. Yeah. That'd be a way to connect it back to the. Uh, the cinematic universe in Cyberpunk 2077 will get multiplayer. That looks like that game is going to be very storyline driven. So it'd be interesting to see how they pull off multiplayer. That's hard to do in a. If it's not an MMO, it's right. hard to make a good storyline driven single player game have a good. Well, they've done uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which would right. you know, al- was but, always a single player game. But yeah, but nobody's played that. Game. They, they yeah. do. I mean, this yeah, is based there are off of a tabletop uh, right. role playing game that I, I've played tons and tons of times. And yeah, it's got to be story driven. Yeah, it's made for that. But yeah, multiplayer. That's kind of you can't. I mean, unless it's something completely different when it's multiplayer, then I have a feeling it's going to be like a. Maybe there's a certain areas of, like, of the map that is multiplayer. I, like I don't know. I, I have a, it just makes me think of like Grand Theft Auto Online or Red Dead Redemption <laughs> Online. It's one of those that's like, yeah, it's got multiplayer, but... A game that's meant to watch play me, yeah, for yeah, you to adventure and do your own well, thing. So, you know, like It'd be in, like Legend of Zelda Online, too. <laughs> yeah. In Division, you know, the game is not necessarily... It's, I mean, it's co-op, but they are, there are certain areas of the map right. that are multiplayer... Areas they could probably do it something like that. Yeah, we'll have to watch that and see once they get some like gameplay I've been gameplay footage. Waiting for that game. What is it? Six years now. <laughs> yeah, when they released it was uh, twenty seventy. By the time they release it, it'll be twenty seventy seven. So you know, we had right. to tack on seven years for development. <laughs> In other news, 
We had a story from Las Vegas, New Mexico last week, too. Yeah, I There's some that. shit going down in Las Vegas, New Mexico. A northern New Mexico man is facing charges after he was accused of committing a cold crime on a hot day. Oh, it's one of those writers. Stole some cute. ice cream? He, yeah, he stole some ice cream. The Las Vegas Optic in New Mexico reports authorities say 31-year-old Paul Truio was arrested last week after, after he was one of two men who entered a walk-in freezer at a Dairy Queen and stole 22 <laughs> boxes of Dilly Bars. Man, he really wanted his Dilly Bars. <laughs> 22 He's boxes. He's got a Joker smile. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, he's got twenty-two boxes of Dilly bars. You could certainly cut, your, cut the side of your face. Oh, yeah. He couldn't <laughs> sold have done them to the or something. No, no. Police say the July 29th footage shows him walking into the freezer following a stakeout. <laughs> so he was like waiting. He was prepping for this shit. The second man has not been identified. Uh, charged with felony commercial burger burglary. Burger. Burger. He's the hamburglar. Only stealing ice cream. And misdemeanor larceny's not known if he has an attorney. I'm guessing he's going to get one appointed for him. That's why he got caught, because he's <laughs> used to stealing burgers, not ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> rubble, rubble. Uh, Duluth, Georgia, is where our other story comes from. A Georgia probation officer has resigned, and her friend has been arrested for borrowing that officer's badge and gun <laughs> in order to get free snacks at the quick trip. WSB-TV reports 33-year-old Petra Lakish Edgerton... That's a name. <laughs> was arrested and charged with impersonating an officer. Gwinnett County Police Officer J.T. Smith says he saw Edgerton inside the quick trip with a badge and a gun requesting free snacks, and her actions seemed suspicious. You mean officers don't just walk into the <laughs> QT, pull a gun, and ask for free shit? When did you say they pulled a gun? He had, she had the gun. I, I, it doesn't necessarily say that she... Got it out you don't the point the gun at someone and demand snacks. You, be like, <laughs> you just walk in casually, be like, "I'll take some free snacks." It's a dramatic license. I mean, all over. Yeah, it's not like it's it. behind the counter. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me those snacks. And here's the thing: Smith's body cam footage shows he pulled Edgerton over, and she was still wearing the badge. <laughs> the footage shows Edgerton admitting that her passenger, Brandy Green, was an officer with the Department of Community Supervision, who let her borrow the gun and the badge. So, she yeah. There's a lot to this story. The department says Green was suspended and later resigned. The outlet says Edgerton has not responded to a comment request as of Thursday. Hmm. Don't impersonate a police officer. That's some bad shit. People get in a lot of trouble for that. They made a movie about it. I believe they did. Well, let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. You can find us on social media by searching for at PGTC. That stands for Pop Goes the Culture. At PGTC Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or, Dusty, you can call and leave a message on the hotline. You still have a hotline? 417-986-7842. <laughs> We'd love to use your recorded message in an upcoming show. You can find links to all that, how to reach us by email, and more at popgoestheculture.com. Last week's pop quiz, we asked what was your favorite story or what do you think was the big story in entertainment and pop culture from the summer of 2019, and we have those results. At number three, with no vote votes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood you guys got no votes. Suck. Not the big story. <laughs> I think there were other stories that were bigger. There were. There At were. number two was 17% of the vote was Amazon's The Boys being a big breakout hit for Amazon. Amazon's not doing too bad for themselves all of a sudden. 
And at number one with 83% of the vote, overwhelmingly, was Avengers Endgame becoming the highest grossing film of all time. And that was... After being put in the theater twice. Well, you know, Avatar got a lot of runs, too, though. Avatar was put out a few times. Predictable. Predictable. Yeah. We had a feeling that would be your top story, and (laughs) listeners did not disappoint. Thanks to everybody who voted. We'll have a new poll question for you a little bit later on the show. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this. Just breathing that air for something to use it. It's amazing how these people look at you different. That was Australian hip hop artist Muggsy with his track Understand Me. You can follow up Muggsy online at the links in the show details. You know, we put those in there for a reason to help you out. Uh, we are looking forward to chatting with him in a couple of weeks. We're going to get to talk to him about his music. This weekend in pop culture history, September 6th, which is Friday. 1997, this kind of piggybacks on something we talked about last week. The funeral for Princess Diana was broadcast across several networks and around the world. An estimated 2 billion people watched all or part of the funeral on television. I was one of them. Man, that's so crazy. 22 years ago. Yeah, I think... And now they're going to look up Princess Diana on... On porn on porn of it. <laughs> yep, that is possible. Ew. I'm not saying they'll find it. I'm just saying that it's possible they'll be looking it up. I hope it's pre-crash. Well, it would be an actress. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's always an actress. It's never it the actual her. person, yeah. September 7th, which is Saturday. September 7th, 1968. This predates everybody in the room. Starring Bingo, Drooper, Flegel, and Snorky, the Banana Splits Adventure Hour debuted on NBC. It only lasted 31 episodes. I can't imagine why it didn't last longer. I, I added that. There were a lot of options to pick from, but have you guys seen the banana splits that Sci-Fi Network did? It's a straight-up, no. looks like Five Nights at Freddy's with the banana splits characters. Straight I up think horror I, movie. Yeah, I think I did see that. You, may, you guys may carry that. How I don't know if it's was this? It was over the summer. Really? It was, oh, yeah. it was one of the yeah, replacements was, for Sharknado. Yep, that, because, yeah, you know, we, we have that We have that event in stock. We, they put it out on Blu-ray. You guys need to pop that in. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm in there on Wednesday, throw it in one of the, on one of the TVs so we can... We can mill around and uh, see if it's any good. It, yeah, it looks like a live action Five Nights at Freddy's. You don't want to actually thing. spend money on it. And I'm just it. saying, if we have the option. <laughs> I mean, it's only two ninety nine. Come on, <laughs> no, I bet it's more than that. Uh, September eighth, Sunday, September eighth, nineteen ninety. A long time ago, America's Funniest Videos debuted on ABC. Older than me, and that kind of brought us the whole YouTube culture i think people submitting their home videos and watching people get wiffle balled in the nuts and I, that's <laughs> yep. true I, i've watched i've been watching that since i was a kid i still watch it sometimes yeah now alfonso rivera is the the host now the host of yeah. it i remember when bob saget was the host yep it was bob saget for a while then it was tom tom bergeron thank you i almost you. said Berenger. that would have no. been weird <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> been a hell of a lot cooler show <laughs> uh yeah now alfonso. and you know who does the uh announcer voice little fun fact, little trivia. The announcer voice is the guy who voiced. I'm trying to remember which one. Dude. Wacko Warner? 
the one with the hat, the Jess animated? Harnell. Yeah. Okay, okay. He, he's voiced a lot of shit over the years, but he is the announcer voice for that show. Saturday, September seventh, is World Beard Day. The first Saturday in September since 2010, people have been celebrating their beards. I still have one. So why isn't Beard Day in like No Shave November? Yeah, uh, you know, you got to have multiple holidays, I guess, to celebrate I the beard. You. I don't know. Birthdays this weekend, Friday, September 6th, musician David Allen Coe turns 80 years old. Makes me feel old. <laughs> musician Roger Waters from Pink Floyd turns 76. Actress Jane Curtin turns 72. Wow. Comedian Jeff Foxworthy turns 61, as does actor and comedian Michael Winslow, the guy that made all the voices in the Police Academy. <laughs> That's the sound after you look up the Pornhub. It is. He's the same age as Jeff Foxworthy. Princess Diana Pornhub. There you go. Actress Rosie Perez turns 55. And actor Idris Elba. Oh, playing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know. Actress Idris Elba turns 47. On Saturday, September 7th, director Dario Argento turns 79 years old. Singer Gloria Gaynor turns 70 years old. She's still surviving. Wow. Actress Julie Kavner, the voice of Marge Simpson, turns 69. Good number. Musician Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders turns 68. Actress Leslie Jones, who's leaving SNL, turns 52. Wow. And this one will make you feel old. 52. Yeah, she doesn't look it. No, she does not at all. Actress Shannon Elizabeth. Remember her from the American Pie movie? Yeah. Movies? Uh, redhead? No. Uh, she was the foreign exchange gal. Oh, the tall okay. brunette. She's in Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. Yeah. She turns 46 years old. Wow. I saw her in a movie once. I mean, the American Pie movie. Yeah, I'll bet you did. <laughs> called Jack Frost. Yeah, or, yeah I remember he that. With the uh, snowman. He uses his carrot nose downstairs on her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that scene, <laughs> but all right. She was taking a shower. He takes it off and puts it on him downstairs. Downstairs? Like downstairs. He was down in the basement? He was down in the basement. Mm. Gotcha. Sunday, September 8th, <laughs> actress Heather Thomas from The Fall Guy turns 62 years old. Actor David Arquette, you know, he was married to Courtney Cox. Oh, yeah. He turns 48 years old on Sunday, as does actor Martin Freeman. Nice. It's crazy. If you look at those two side by side, you wouldn't think they're the same age. Singer Pink turns 40 years old. Welcome to your 40s, Pink. And actor Gaten, um, uh, boy, I'm going to butcher his last name. <laughs> Matarazzo Matarazzo from Stranger Things Dustin with the hat and the no teeth He turns 17 years old Happy birthday to everybody Celebrating a birthday this weekend Whether you are a celebrity or not You are a celebrity in our books Pink keep using that hair dye <laughs> She's going to need it to cover up the grays Before much longer Right. Saying that as a 40 something year old person New this week in entertainment have hair to have gray hair <laughs> yeah, the, Well it's gray in the beard World Beard Day. They give me the grays there. Is that even considered a beard? Is it, yeah. This, it's going to be. What is the porn it's stash going to be. thing? I, don't, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, it, you, I kept it clean for a week or two, but you, no, I'm growing. trying to bring the 70s back? No. I think he's got a, 
You got a gig like on a, a fucking cop or something? Like a mall, like a mall yes, cop? Yes, I'm on the reboot of The <laughs> Shield. Yeah. Fucking mall cop or something? Yes. We're making Paul Blart 3, and so uh, I'm growing it out. No, I've got, it's, I'm growing in the, the beard back in. I just thought... Just I, shave the shit off and then start over. Well, that's kind of what it was. I had the goatee going, and I was like, you know what? I've never done this. So I went ahead and just dropped the chin off of it and went straight up horseshoe mustache. <laughs> now yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, let's go ahead and grow that beard all back in. So You could just... Just do the mustache. Hey, Just cut, to, <laughs> cut the arms off of that mustache over there. Listen up, mean gene. No. <laughs> New at the box office this weekend. <laughs> Let's get back to the script here. We can't talk about your fucking mustache. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> it's beard day, not mustache day. When we get the mustache day now. New at the box office this weekend. It Chapter 2 opens this weekend. Got my ticket. Anybody else can go see this one? All right, then. I never seen the first one. <laughs> I might. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I haven't seen the first one yet either. I've got it. You can go borrow it if you want to. <laughs> uh, it's good. Yeah, it is good. New on TV and streaming this week. Hey, remember DC Universe? Titan Season 2 streams as of today, Friday. What's DC Universe? That is uh, apparently <laughs> somehow they are still hanging around yep. and producing a television series, Titan's Season two, really Teen Titans. Really, the only two. thing Doom Patrol is awesome. That's yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, Swamp Thing was good. No, I mean, and obviously Young Justice too. Oh yeah, yeah Swamp yeah. Thing was so good they couldn't make any more. It was so good they canceled it before the first episode. It, it actually was. Good. They just couldn't agree on things. I, you know, I watched the trailer for that. Like the trailer was not good. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. But then, like after they it had like aired a bunch of episodes yeah. and they made another trailer, I was like, this looks amazing. It was really good, surprisingly good, better than it ever should have been, especially for a show that gets shit canned. The day it releases. <laughs> the day that it releases. Out on a home video this week, Men in Black International. Anybody see that one? Yeah. No? Is that the one? That's the Thor. Yeah, that's with Men in Black. Thor and Valkyrie. Yeah. Thor and yeah. Valkyrie. They should have just called it that. Might as well. <laughs> but it might have made us sold more tickets. Uh, Ma. Did you guys see Ma? Yeah, I saw this? Ma last night. No, not your Ma. I oh. saw your Ma last oh. night, too. Hey. Zing. Mother's a saint. And Booksmart out on home video this week. New video games this week. Gears 5 is out now. Xbox Game Pass. If you have it, you get this four days early. Releases wide on Tuesday. Is anybody interested in playing Gears 5 at that's all? That's really the only series that's keeping Xbox alive. But Yeah, because they're not, not making any other... Alive, yeah, they're not making any other exclusives. So. Yeah. Are you going to play Gears 5 at all? No. No? Nobody? All right. Mm-hmm. And NBA 2K20 is out on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. And the Switch. Weird. It's not even 2020 yet. I know. <laughs> they always do that. I don't know why. And you know what? I understand going with 2K series when it was like the year 2000, but you're not saving any space now with the K. It's just replacing a zero, which takes up the exact same amount of space. So why don't they just call it NBA 2020 instead of 2K20? I don't know. I'm bitching for no reason. New comics this week. Why don't you just tell us how you really feel I, about I'm that thinking K. about it. Uh, Spawn 300. Did you guys sell out of those? No, we should have a couple still. Yeah. I've made sure to order plenty. Plenty. So there should be. I wasn't sure how that one was going to sell, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I made sure to just make sure everyone was taken care of. Yeah. It's a milestone. So. Yeah. A lot of people are digging those um, cover swipe from two, 300 that yeah. McFarland did. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy number one is out this week from DC. It's another number one out. Yeah, and they put out a, a connecting variant 
yep. for the art germ. Yep. They're supposed to be connecting, but they're actually overlapping variants, and it's it's really pissing a lot of people off <laughs> because you can't put them side by side. Right, they're yeah. not connecting. You have to actually overlap them yep. in order for it to connect. Mm. It is the most stupid thing ever. <laughs> it's like a Mad Magazine but, back page where you got to fold the two corners together basically, and it makes yeah, a separate picture. But people are buying him because it's Art German. He like sells like, like crazy. crazy right now. So absolutely, I, I just like I used to buy Mad Magazine a lot when I was a kid. The one that I remember in the back was when you folded it. It was Pee Wee Herman in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good old Mad Magazine. Too bad they're out of business. And yeah. Lois Lane at number three. I've heard some folks are digging Lois Lane book. Oh, also those. from yeah, do. DC, uh, Batman versus Ra's al Ghul, number one. Yep. Doomsday Clock, number 11, finally came out. We're still waiting. Is, for, say, is anybody still reading that? <laughs> people have given That's up. They're, give, they're just going to wait for the, the um, trade. hardcover to yeah. come out. So, And then Legion of Superheroes, Millennium, number one. And Green Lantern, number 11, which is the first appearance of Golden Lantern. What? A Golden Lantern? How yeah. does that work? I'm you not pee sure. on it. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, I don't know. That's something. And Marvel dropped House of X number four this week. Are you reading still those? going strong? I I don't know. I'm kind of losing patience with those books. And Web of Black Widow number one. Somebody's getting ready to cash in on a Marvel's also uh, right. started uh, these variants that um, are doing these like immortal variants that are like full. Um, front and back mm-hmm. covers that are depicting because Immortal Hulk number sixteen, I believe, right. came out with like a one in twenty five like famous cover of like Bruce right. coming or forming into his Immortal Hulk basically, and they're coming out with a whole bunch of variants for that. So those are pretty hot right now. That book's really slowed down as well. Yes, it <laughs> has. <laughs> it was supposed to stop at twenty five, but uh, Marvel previews shows. Up to twenty seven so far. So. Yeah, it, I know this story is really slowing down. Yeah, to, I mean, speaking crawl. of twenty three came out. Yeah, this week and then Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four number fourteen came out. Also, a couple of one shots. Yeah, Absolute Carnage symbiote Spider Man number one, which is ties into the Absolute Carnage series. But Donnie Cates has said you don't have to read the right tie ins. Just mainly just read the main title and you'll get it. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man going big, number one, and Alpha Flight <laughs> True North, number one. Not really anything. These these one shots aren't really right. anything special, but it's Marvel. Just you trying to get caught in that web. Yeah, yeah. New music this week. Chrissy Hind, who's having a birthday, releasing <laughs> a covers album this week called Valve Bone Woe. Hmm. Not sure what the hell that means. She probably doesn't either. <laughs> she, somebody just randomly ran it through a name generator or a word <laughs> generator. Rubber Band, a previously unreleased Miles Davis album full of unreleased Miles Davis tracks. And Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding out in this week. I'm excited for that one. Post I'm Malone. A, I'm a pretty big fan of Post Malone. Yep. You send him some and, Olive Garden breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and speak, speaking of last week's music, if you guys haven't listened to Tool's the new album... album. It it's is good. pretty damn good. All right. They're back. There you go. That's Tools really back, all I have everybody. to say. Yep. New collectibles this week. Funko's been busy. They've been gearing up for New York Comic Con. They've got tons of exclusive pops. But even beyond that, uh, Savage World. Have you seen the Savage World lines? It's not Funko Pops. It's by Funko. But these are characters that are built like the old He-Man action figures. 
they did a line with DC Comics stuff, and then they've got a line of Thundercat stuff that's coming out now. They're pretty cool if you're into collecting those old 80s-looking, He-Man-looking, you know, with the outsized torsos and weird legs and dude i seen a somebody selling a he-man collection on facebook marketplace and there was there was like 200 different he-man collectibles in there oh, yeah. and it was all the figures and all stuff. the pieces and stuff yeah but yeah. you start adding in all the weapons and vehicles and it was quite uh, the quite the ordeal we used to have all that shit but yeah we did i don't know where it went i think it got tossed out or blown up or buried or shot probably got shot got oh, you guys blew your shit up too oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody did <laughs> <Those days. laughs> that fun. wasn't a collector's market back then it was a target practice for a pellet gun i, I used to recreate saving private ryan with fireworks <laughs> in my uh, sandbox with my gi joes there you go a <laughs> uh, bunch of dragon ball z pops apex legends if people are playing that game they've got pops now to collect guild wars 2 pops which feels about a little late uh chester cheetah ad icon Box Lunch, which is a retail store, they have an exclusive purple flocked Scooby-Doo Pop. I thought that said poop. When you have Scooby-Doo Pop together, it kind of runs together. (laughs) Uh, They are donating 10 meals to Feeding America with every purchase. Which flocked is the, like, textured. Yeah, it's got the fuzzy fuzzy. outside to it. Yeah. Uh, They are donating 10 meals with every purchase. September is Feeding America's Hunger Action Month. That is in stores now. Pretty cool little place. Box lunch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of the few places where the kids can go and I don't like have to turn around and walk out or wait outside for them. Yep. <laughs> and like I said, tons of New York Comic Con exclusive pops. They're still announcing more. There's some more Marvel pops. A Debbie Harry pop, which is weird to me. Some Scott Pilgrim pops. Blunt Man and Chronic two-pack. Nice. Some Dune. We're talking like the 80s version of Dune, the David Lynch version. Hey. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. HR Puff and stuff. Community and more. They kind of are seizing into the weird shit, which is good because, um, hey, you know, I I've never, I've never bought one though. myself, but I might buy some Community and some yeah, Dune community, stuff. Yep. I have never purchased a Funko Pop. You, but you have some. I do own you. some, yeah. but I haven't ever purchased one. And this weekend's Spotlight Conventions, FanX Salt Lake Comic Convention in Salt Lake City, Utah. HasCon, which is the Hasbro Toys official convention in Providence, Rhode Island. I think that would be fun to go to at some point. Mm-hmm. And a little closer to us here, uh, we've got Wizard World Tulsa and Arkansas Comic Con going on in Little Rock this weekend. That wraps up that portion of the show. So the question this week, our discussion question, our pop quiz question for folks that are voting online we're going to ask two different things and they kind of tied in together but not necessarily these can be separate but the the discussion topic the question i'm going to ask this group we're going to talk about is what left in 2019 we've got you know it's september we got four and a half months five months left what what if something cool happens in the next four months well, that's what I'm going to ask you. What, <laughs> what in the next four months or whatever, between now and the end of 2019, what in entertainment pop culture are you looking forward to? It can be movies, TV, video games, tabletop games, comics, books, music, conventions, collectibles. I, it doesn't matter. What are you looking forward to the rest of this year as far as entertainment pop culture? I'm looking forward to the Creep Show TV show. Yes, over on Shudder. Over on Shudder. That just that that's 
a lot of nostalgia there. I used to, I st- actually, I still have my two DVD copies of Creepshow 1, one and, and two. 2 Yep, that I've had since I was a teenager. And I know there's a ton of others like Dark Side, and, and I'm a ha- right. huge fan Tales of from the Crypt, Tales from Tales the, from the Dark Side, yeah. and, you know, just stuff like that. Like, I love that weird, campy horror shit. So. Creepshow, they are doing it right. They're bringing back a lot of folks that were either involved in the original films or yeah. have a pedigree. So, yeah, I'm, they, they've got, I'm looking forward to it as well. They've got David Arquette. Did you know he was married to Courtney Cox? <laughs> I, I hear he was married to Courtney Cox for a while. <laughs> and Jeffrey Combs I, I think you can look it? up uh, David Arquette porn on Pornhub. Oh, no. I understand that. That's about to spike now that folks are listening to the show. You might be able to find Penis Erectus on <laughs> yeah, there, too. Yeah, I bet so. <laughs> I think that was the name of the what you searched for to get the David Arquette porn. But, yeah, they've got Jeffrey Combs is going to be in an episode, which I'm excited for because I love love me some Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. A bunch of other people. Adrian Barbeau's coming back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of folks. A lot of folks involved. Greg Nicotero from The Walking Dead and other stuff is involved in production. Yeah. Um, Tom Savini's involved in the show. Joe Hill, who was the kid in the Stephen King son, was the kid in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. a now he's a writer. He's a horror writer, comics writer in his own right. He's written one of the screenplays for the show. So a lot of it's kind of coming back full circle to some of the old stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it drops later on this month, I think, around the 26th, 27th, something like that. I'm going to have to get me some Shutter. You know, Shutter used to be kind of a joke, but it's actually not too bad anymore. Yeah, yeah. What else? What are you guys looking forward to? Anything you guys got coming up? Um, this year? There's a couple of uh, comic book series that are like actually coming back. Um, one is the name of Death or Glory. Mm-hmm. They're both um, these both are put out by Image, but Death or Glory that's written by Rick Remender and illustrated by I think Bangle, I believe. Um, that's an interesting story so far. It's, they've been soliciting for number six for like six seven months now, and it's finally coming back. And then Moonshine is finally coming back as well. Brian Azzarello is writing that. And that one's a lot of fun as well. So I'm looking forward to recent or ones that are coming up yeah. in comic books. Azzarello's kind of hit or miss. He's he either really good or you're But he, like, he's hey. good at writing like the dark stuff. Yeah. And Image, I mean, Todd McFarlane lets people write whatever. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's anything you're looking forward to? Uh, coming down the pike? Borderlands 3. Yeah, you've been... <laughs> so, so every year for the last like four years it's coming out like, this year man I hear Borderlands 3 is coming out this year hey I hear Borderlands 3 is coming, coming out, out this year. pretty soon I'll bet it's coming out this year I think it's coming out this month isn't it yeah, yeah I believe it is this month well I'm looking forward to it and I know it's going to sound goofy because nobody cares anymore but I'm kind of interested to see what they do with the whole crisis on infinite earths on the CW's DC Comics series yeah I'm shows. interested to see how they do that too because I really hope that they hit the reset button and kind of shake things up because you can only do what you've been doing for so long. Exactly. They, I mean, it's just like any other show you lose people, you lose viewers every season. You can only keep going down the same <laughs> path for so long before it's no longer financially viable. So hopefully they will really shake things up going forward. We'll see what happens. So that's kind of what we're looking forward to as a pretty broad spectrum of entertainment and pop culture. Our pop quiz question though is, Kind of related, but it's different because we're going to talk about this, the results of this more next week. But the question this week is, what movies are you looking forward to the rest of 2019? So looking at the release calendar, thinking about what's coming up, um, I think we could probably throw a few out there just off the top of our heads of what's coming up. But is there any movie in particular that you guys are looking forward to the rest of 2019? 
I mean, I'm sure Star Wars Rise of the Scar- Star Wars Scar- has got to be on yeah, that list. Got to be think. on that list. Anything else have to be on that list, you guys? Uh, you know, I I, I had something. Give, give me a, give me a quick second. Yeah, yeah. Is does Terminator make that list anymore? Or are we kind of? Uh, I think that ship has sailed. Has it? I feel like the trailers for stuff that I want to see are all for 2020. So. Yeah. How about does Rambo make the cut? Or Rambo, is that one? yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Is, are we are we looking at his Last Blood? I think is what they're calling this one. Yes. Which is funny because he's come out and said, you know, if this does well, <laughs> it won't be the last one. So they're kind of planting their flag, saying, oh, this is the last one, and then Stallone comes out and it's like, well, maybe, <laughs> unless somebody's There'll willing to pony point, up the money. I don't know if there's ever a point that you're just too old to do stuff. He's getting pretty old, but he's still in really good shape. I mean, he's in his seventies, but I mean, he works out. Yeah, he's like every roids day, up. So. Uh, yeah, he's solid. He's oh, um, where'd it go? Back Frozen 2? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the Zombieland 2, I guess, is yeah. coming out pretty Double soon. Double tap. Yeah. yeah. That is, I think that is a October released. And The Irishman. I don't know if anyone here wants to see that. I, I that's, like Mark is that, is that uh, That's one of those that's going to be like, it'll be in the theater for a weekend just to make it Oscar worthy, worthy and, then and then it'll be on Netflix the next day. Yeah, something like that. Any um, other movies? Otherwise, we're going to oh trim this list down. Cats. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cats makes it. <laughs> I bet, uh, zo- bet Land 2 is will do really well. A Beautiful a Day First in the one, Neighborhood. Yeah. That's the it's Tom Hanks one? Well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to see it, but yeah. kn- Knives Out seems like a good movie. Knives Out looks fun. Yeah. But I don't know if it... So, okay, here's our three, because we're going to pick four, because that's all Twitter lets us have. Thanks, Twitter. Thank you, Twitter. Fourth one, one of those will be Other, because we've got to give people that option. Right. So of the three that we've got that we're talking about, we've got Star Wars, Zombieland 2, We've got Rambo in there. We could put Knives out in there. What are we? What are the three that we feel like? Okay, these are the ones that we're looking forward to the most. Is Star Wars one of those? I mean, it's the big name, but are we still excited? Are we still looking forward to Star Wars? I, mean, yeah. I don't know about you guys. I mean, we just know it's just going to be on the list. But right, right. The fact that I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna like go out of my way to watch it. We used to go out of our way to watch it. Yeah, we used to, but do we now? After the last couple, is that the last movie we've seen in the? I've seen in the theater that we went to as a group was Solo. Yeah, well, that's probably the last movie probably I've seen last, in the yeah. theater. Yeah, <laughs> we went and saw Solo, which was not a bad movie. It was, it no, was I like hard that. to see, right? How's that? Because it was so dark. Solo? Yeah, I, I tried to watch it on Blu-ray and I couldn't see shit. Oh, really? No, yeah. in the theater it was fine. I don't know. I think Star Wars stays on the list because it'll be interesting because I think it's a good barometer of where we're at right now. Yeah. Because if nobody votes for it, then then we know that we're kind of that ship sailed. If everybody votes for it, it's number one, then we know it's still got something there. So I think Star Wars stays on the list. Right. So Star Wars. Uh, I think Zombieland 2 stays on the yeah. list. Yeah, I think we're all definitely. sitting here looking forward to that one. Definitely. Yeah. Does Rambo, does Last Blood stay on the list or do we replace it with something else? I like, I like, I like the Rambo. I see so. it having potential. It, it looks like what Lo- what Logan did to the X Men universe. That's kind of yes. what it looks like. It yeah. looks like Logan. Yep. All right, so are we gonna? That's our three. Then that's that's what we're going with. This week's pop quiz is live right now. You can vote on Twitter, Facebook. No, it's not. It is yeah. by the time <laughs> by the time you're listening to this, it is live right now <laughs> on Twitter and I can't Facebook. Vote. You can search for. <laughs> I can't you vote. P P. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're looking for it in Pornhub. You can't search that there. You got to look for it online. Uh, oh, oh, 
Search for PGTC Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. The pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages. You can't miss them. Or you can call and leave a recorded <laughs> message on the hotline, Dusty. How many people have called the fucking hotline? Seriously. Not, How long have we been doing this? <laughs> not a lot of people have called the hotline and left a message. At least w- like one? You know, well, so here's the deal. We use the <laughs> same hotline number for a couple of different podcasts. And we've had calls for a different podcast, just not this one. Our, this audience But you still not, have to answer them? Well, I don't answer the phone. It goes to recording. No, I mean like, yeah, but you still have to acknowledge that somebody, even if it's not for... Not for this show. Well, if it's if you're calling the hotline for a different show, it's pretty obvious what you're when you leave your message. What you're talking about. What's and, the message say? Uh, I didn't leave a message. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I was. I set that up how long ago? I have no idea. And we've had you know all of the, I haven't ever all of a half dozen hotline. calls probably. We had a couple of calls on. You know the hotline. what you should do? You should yeah. make them wait on hold after they call the hotline. <laughs> there you go. See how bad they really want to talk. <clears throat> You can find links to all that and more, or how to reach us by email at popgoestheculture.com. Next week, we're going to go over the results, and I think one of our co-hosts next week will be able to talk to us a little bit more about the movies that are coming out in the rest of 2019, assuming she makes it out here and isn't too busy or stuck at work. Uh, Coming up in the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network next Thursday, we'll be out at the Alamo Draft House. I'll be there. Kenny may be there if he's back in town. David and Jen will be there as long as they're able to be there and not stuck in the office doing something else. We'll be at the Alamo Draft House. We'll be talking about this weekend's box office results. How much money did It Chapter 2 make? We'll be breaking down what's new and newsworthy at the movies and all the upcoming programming at the Alamo Draft House on The Backlot by Alamo Draft House. Believe it or not, that's the name of the show from the Alamo Draft House. This week's poll from the Alamo Draft House. Well, we're taking the week off. We're not doing a poll this week. We've got some fun stuff ready to go for next week. You'll definitely want to check out what we've got going on. It's something we're going to try something a little different for next week's poll at the Alamo Draft House. You'll want to check that one out. And be sure to subscribe to that show and the Pop Goes the Culture podcast in your podcast player choice. You'll know when new episodes of both of those shows are available. And if you haven't checked us out at popgoestheculture.com, we've got a lot of other podcasts that are posting their new episodes there as well. There's always something to find just about every day of the week over at popgoestheculture.com. Anybody got anything else before we get out of here? Did you go over to the uh, – have you been over to the new Avatar VR spot? No. How are they doing over there? I don't, well, I went over there, and the uh, I don't know, the people they partnered with the, uh-huh. were the ones the, that was the in there. And me room. and uh, um, Nick and Kaylee done the escape room over there. We did not escape. Well, you didn't have a whole lot of help. If it's well, you're you're sp- it's supposed to be for up to ten people. Right. It was like a minimum four, and we done it with three. Yeah, and your two that you were doing it with are what? How old? Eleven and uh, one turns thirteen. Okay. Here next month, two months. So it couldn't have gone. It couldn't have gone. This Avatar VR thing. Well, they it have is, an escape room. They have. A, they partnered with the escape room. The, it's a company that started in Rogersville, and then there was an escape room. I think here in Ozark. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they've got together and moved. To Nixa, which is farther away from both of them, but it's uh, Avatar VR. It's they have a bunch of VR equipment, like the kind where like you strap in and you put on the special shoes and the goggles and the hand you can hold the controllers and you. They have multiple different games. It's and the full on experience. It's the whole. Mm-hmm. They have. I was going to say the escape room couldn't have gone any worse than the uh, bomb diffusing thing that we did at Avatar VR. Where like somebody was, no somebody's that, the reading. bomb diffusing thing was worse than the escape room. We actually that's what I'm got, saying. It couldn't have gone worse. We got like halfway through. Yeah, the bomb diffusing thing was pretty shitty for all of us. <laughs> where one person's got a the the VR helmet on and the things and they're trying to diffuse a bomb. 
but they're reading what they see on the bomb to the a person who's got a a, a stack of a, a, a binder of a manuscript of how to defuse certain bombs. Yeah. So, so like if find, they say I yeah if they say I see uh, it's got four buttons. The right, the leftmost button is a triangle. The right button is a plus sign. This person's going through the manual. And there's like, you know, there's six sides to the bomb. Yeah, it's so. a the bomb is a cube. So yeah, there's there's something on cool. each of the sides, <laughs> and it resets. You know, the program it's random each time. Yeah. So and we blow up a lot. Yeah, you, you <laughs> got like you got what was it like ten minutes, twenty minutes, fifteen I even, minutes. I don't even like think that. it's that long. I think you got about. I think it's five per bomb. It five minutes. Either way, bomb. we never once got through a single side on any of those. But we did do the strap-in thing where we got put in the harness and yeah. had to slide around on the floor. And Don't wear flip-flops if you're going to go. Yeah, and suck in the gut. You might, you might want to lose <laughs> a little. Because you got your, your harness in, and there's like a little crane thing suspending your entire body weight there that has like a yeah. it's on a bungee cord system. And so. you put on these little shoes or these little things that go over your shoes, and you're on like a – you're like in one of those discs, like the cheap-ass discs you'd get at Walmart to go sledding down the hill in in the wintertime when you didn't have a real sled. But it's like a bowl, though, because yeah, it's, it's bold. Yeah, it's curved. It's like a satellite dish, basically, upside down. And so you're like in there, and it's hard as hell to move because you have to learn how to like shuffle. You can't like. Yeah, I think just I, with practice, though, you could probably like those guys. Those guys are, were good because oh, yeah. they own the shit. They're there every yeah. day playing in it. But uh, but yeah, so we did that, and we were like in what it was like a hospital or something full of zombies. And oh yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was fun. And you don't realize it was, it was more fun when, when you're in the VR. You don't realize that there's like stuff on your feet. Right. Like there was zombies crawling. You have to look down. They get yeah. down. They get down on the your legs and you have to look down because you're constantly shooting them out here but they're <laughs> sometimes here. they're down a little lower mm-hmm. yeah yeah they've uh so yeah they've got an escape room and the whole uh vr setup you know what's in the room. old where uh, they done the auctions the, and stuff that's the building it's in remember the auctions. like the saturday or friday night auctions over there no i don't know dad used to go to them all the time yeah i don't know that's the building they're in okay we need to go check out when you go to stop i already went again. Well, I, we need. To I get half price now that uh, I've already tried the escape room once. Oh, well, we they don't give the, you any hints either. We need to take. We need to get Hawk's camera, and we need to get the sound stuff, and we need to go down there and have Pop Goes the Culture slash Fanatics and the Fans slash anybody else who wants to join us night down there and have a big good a good time and tape people. You know, I'm sure video we could, uh, record the people as they're playing. We could the send stuff a few and messages and uh, get back like, in contact with those guys. Absolutely, that'd be, be a lot of fun. All about it. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be something worth putting up on uh, the YouTube and stuff. Anything else? Anybody got anything uh, else? For we yeah. yeah. Next week on Wednesday the 11th at 7, Fanatics and the Fan will be at Metagames Unlimited for a live podcast recording. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. Joey will be there. Yeah. And um, if you join us, you will you could get a chance to be entered into a drawing to win a free uh, 3D printer during our show uh, at Geekmas coming up in December. So, yeah, free 3D printer. They're going to be really busy because the folks from Metagames are doing a Magic the Gathering night that same night at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know if they realize that that's going on as well, but they got a lot going on next Wednesday night. <laughs> they do, they do. But, yeah, if you guys come out to Metagames Unlimited, which, boy, it's going to be a bitch to get there if you don't live in Springfield because they're closing 65. Um, I live like right down the road. Yeah, you, you know exactly so. what I'm talking about. So uh, 
Yeah, come on out to Metagames Unlimited next Wednesday night for a live recording of the Fanatics and the Fan Podcast. I'll be out there. We'll have a good time. We always have a good time. Yeah, uh, it's just a reason to get together. Is what it, yeah, and we record it and put it up. It's a thing. But uh, but yeah, if you come on out, you'll have uh, earn a entry into the drawing. And then yeah, December Saturday, December seventh yep. at the Creamery Art Center downtown Springfield. We're going to be part of the Geekmas that Fanatics and the Fan is putting on, and somebody's going to walk out of there with a three D printer. Yeah, uh, they're gonna have to figure out how to use it themselves. But they're gonna walk out with the hardware. I, I, I used to live next door to a guy that had one of those, and he, he, I think he built it himself. Really? And so I three D printed the printer. I, that'd be weird. <laughs> Which was, came first? The I printer remember or him, the printer? He, he's like, okay, here I made this for you. It's like a, it's like a tower that you can roll your D and D dice. Yeah, in. A dice tower. Yeah. He's like, it took me forty eight hours to print this. <laughs> like I could have whittled that shit out of a piece of wood in that time, but hey. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool stuff. Some people, I guess, you can download schematics and stuff online. And I've seen some pretty cool stuff. But they're building like AR parts and stuff. They're building all kinds of shit with those anymore. Some there people are like, if you find the right places to find this, the people are building like prosthetic limbs that like that work like robotic type shit for people. yeah. Yeah, you see all the time about like. These designers at this, usually it's at a university. This university donated a... Penis erectus. (laughs) There you go. You could 3D print yourself (laughs) a 19-inch penis erectus. I don't know if it was real, but I think I saw somewhere they were using organic material to 3D print food. Yeah. I mean, we're just one step closer to Star Trek. Or Soylent Green. Or, yeah, that's (laughs) Either or. I've been watching a lot of, uh, for whatever reason, I think it's because I was, knew I was going to be talking to Jay about his comic book, Over the Ropes, and uh, it's set in the 90s. It's about a wrestling promotion and stuff. So I've been going back to the WWE Network and watching it. I started with when Scott Hall first appeared on Nitro, and I've been watching all the NWO segments <laughs> throughout. Holy shit, that was really well done. Yeah. You know they it's had a lot. A it's been a long time. Yeah. 96, which is the year I graduated from high school. But man, whoever was eight. put that shit together <laughs> did a masterful <laughs> job. <laughs> Nobody has been able to capture that kind of stuff, that heat since then. And it's pretty fun to go back and watch it now and be like, oh shit, I see what they're doing. And mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. You playing a little bit of WoW? You can play some WoW tonight when you get out of here. Oh, yeah. On I Pornhub. Think <laughs> if, uh, if your son is still on there, then I told him I'd bring him some bags. There you go. All right, well, we're going to get out of here then. Again, I've been Joey Mills with Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. I've been Dusty Stafford with everything else. Dustin Murray. Curtis Stout with Fanatics and the Fan. We will catch you guys next week. You never know who we're going to talk to. You never know who's going to be in the room with us. Be sure to check us out next week. We will talk to you all later. See you. See you. Peace. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.